From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And today we're chatting with Riley Shepard, winner of the 2023 Angus Graham Rising Star Award. Riley, congratulations and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks. I'm uh, I'm super happy to be here. It's uh, it's cool to be on the podcast. Now, I was going to say, you know, really excited about National Academy, but Rising Star had a falling star moment. Uh, tell us what happened and how you're recovering. Oh, yeah. I, um, I had a bit of a fall in the GS course, um, and uh, we don't actually know what happened. I see an orthopedic on Thursday, so uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on there. But I'm in a knee brace and on crutches right now. Well, and, I... Uh, I hope you've got a full and swift recovery ahead of you and uh, you're back on snow sliding well at the beginning of uh, next season. Yeah, hopefully. I'm thinking that I should be back moving again pretty quickly based on how it's feeling. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. We'll see. Okay, well, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the good stuff. (laughs) You started teaching when you were 15 years old. Were you in a junior program? How did that all come about? No, not a junior program, just uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> my uh, my dad ran a ski school in northern Michigan. Um, we I grew up mostly in Park City, but he moved to Michigan to run a ski school, and um, I started working for him when I was 15, um, and that, that was just what they allowed in northern Michigan. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I taught through high school and then um, got a little bit more serious about it after high school. How did you blend uh, work with school? It was um in in high school it was easy. I I went to a boarding school that was super supportive and they would actually just drive me to work. So I worked um a few nights a week doing school programs and then I would work on weekends and the boarding school would just bring me to the ski resort. <laughs> um yeah, that worked really well. And uh I guess the the transition for me was when I was in college and trying to reorganize my schedule so that I could teach skiing 4 days a week and my guidance counselor was like why don't you just follow that as a career path? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's fair. I will do that. I love that. Now, as a younger instructor, what was it like for you the first time you taught an adult class when you were in your teens? Oh, yeah. No, I um, <laughs> actually at Crystal, we didn't do adult group lessons. So uh, I had um, private lessons with you know, with people in their fifties when I was a 15 year old. Um, I, I would say that it was uncomfortable and they certainly weren't my best lessons, but, uh, I, I learned a lot from that experience about just how to deal with, with big personalities. And that helps me a lot now when I have investment bankers and stuff who are a lot more demanding than, than my clients back then. And how has your career grown throughout the years? Oh, wow. So, um, I, I I guess I started teaching skiing part time, and it was it was a part time deal for a long time. Um, I went full time, and then I started uh, I guess finding a niche, um, especially internationally, doing the more concierge lessons where I am uh, picking people up at the hotel, I'm I'm planning their full trip, uh, and and from that I grew into a bit more of a role as as a trainer with PSIA, working as the full time. Uh, full-time traveling examiner for central division and then taking more of those uh concierge clients to sort of uh, when i'm not working for psia at what point did you actually visualize yourself doing this at at the level that you are yeah so that's um 
it, it was it was a really defining moment. I um I was at, in the locker room at Steamboat, and I was talking to some instructors at Aspen. And at the time, at working at Steamboat, I didn't see a career in ski instruction. And between that conversation I mentioned with my guidance counselor and a conversation with some of the Aspen instructors in the locker room, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to make ski instruction a career, I'm going to give it everything I've got. And uh, and that's what I did. I moved to Aspen, <laughs> started teaching skiing full time, and uh, and and that's been the, the goal since then is to make this a, a career. So started at age 15, and how many years have you been doing this? Oh, uh, I guess that would be 12 years now of of teaching. I've worked at, I think, 17 ski resorts now in six countries. And what countries are those? Uh, let's see, I've worked in um, the U.S., Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, a bit in Italy here, and um, oh, I'm missing one. Maybe five countries. Yeah. Close enough. (laughs) What was it like for you the first time that you taught in a different country? Oh, um, well, it was funny because that was also while I was in high school and while I was working for my dad. (laughs) So it wasn't that different, actually. Uh, But uh, I taught in New Zealand and... um, at, at that point, I'd gotten, you know, a whole rundown on the different teaching methods because I, I guess the thing that struck me the most was uh, being out on the hill, uh, teaching a school group with other instructors and seeing people teach with methods that I'd just never seen before. I, I think I had an Austrian coworker on my first lesson in New Zealand and um, it was like just completely pressure focused. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a little confusing for me, but... Yeah, a overall fun experience. But sounds like you kept your eyes open and, and actually learned from your surroundings. Yeah, that's definitely been um, been a motivating factor in, in visiting all of these other countries to, to work. Um, that I, uh, I I get to learn from other people and I get to, to hear their description of things. And it, that, that certainly has helped me as a clinician with PSIA that I can describe things in ways that other clinicians might not because it's something that's not in our tech manual. It's it's completely different. I'm stealing it from another organization. And um, a lot of those descriptors helped me as well. I mean, I, I was a level two when I started working in New Zealand and um, it, that was really helpful for me to uh, to hear other people's descriptions in passing my my level three certification. Now, long question for you, but tell us about your certification path and where you see yourself going from here. Yeah, sweet. So I, um, I, I might be the only person who's failed their level one uh, multiple times, uh, but I, I, it took me three tries at every single exam, uh, including level one. So um, none of them were, uh, none of them were easily won certifications, but. Um, I, I did all of my, my exams in the Midwest with Central Division. Um, I became an examiner in Central first, and then later uh, joined the Intermountain Development Team. And uh, I guess from here, my goal is, um, uh, I don't really know <laughs> in terms of certification. My, my goal is just to, to provide better clinics and um I, I really do try to avoid leading exams, but uh, better clinics and a better exam experience when I do have to do those. And what do you see as being a better clinic? Oh, 
Yeah. So I have this goal in any sort of group product that I deliver that everybody should leave feeling like I was talking about them, that uh, I, I want everybody to feel that, that the whole experience was based around their skiing, around their, uh, around their challenges and around their learning style. And it, this for me is, is the most fun thing in, in ski instruction. You know, uh, concierge lessons are great. Private lessons are great, but, um, trying to figure out how to talk to multiple people at the same time and have them feel like you were talking to them is, is for me the, the most fun challenge. Now, Riley, I love your stick to because I was thinking three tries at each exam, and that's nine years of your 15 that you were working on your level three. Oh, um, I took, <laughs> I took my level one three times in one yeah, year. No. Oh, in one year. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think I did the level two twice in one year. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, I got, um, let's see, I believe I was on ed staff within six years of, of teaching. Okay, I um, just wanted to have fun with that one a little bit. <laughs> what what is it though that gave you the stick to the the drive not to give up after after not passing? You know, I I went into every exam with the idea that I was paying for feedback. That I wasn't going to the exam to to achieve a credential. Um, I was really just going like I was a. I, I think I, I wasn't even full time until I got my. Um, oh no, I was full time at level two. But um, it, for for me, there was no rush. Right? It, it wasn't like, oh, I have to get my level three this year. Uh, every exam was just a learning experience, and and that made it a lot easier to to approach the next one because I got what I came for at every single one. Any advice to other young rising stars out there? Um. You know, I, I would say the thing that I try to convey is that uh, I don't think that it's um, the easiest option to, to find a career pathway, but I, I just didn't fully realize that that just teaching skiing could be a career. Uh, and I'm so happy that I, I figured out that it is. Um, uh, but I would just say that, that my advice to, to anybody else who's in the ski industry now is that if you if you really go for it, this can be a full-time year-round job. Riley Shepard, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair, and congratulations on being recognized with the Angus Graham Rising Star Award. Yeah, thanks, George. I really appreciate you calling me, and uh, we'll talk to you later. From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.